Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. Now, hopefully I won't do like I did last week, where last week I did the show, and then I realized after I did the show, I messed around and erased the whole doggone show off of Facebook Live. So, which I know that some individuals be watching the show live on Facebook. So if you want to come in and you want me to tag you in, I will be more than happy to do so. Now, today's topic is one of those interesting topics that I had to play on it. I had to figure out how I was going to put my words, my thoughts together, my phrases together, and all of that stuff. And then, as usual, I waited to the last minute. But it's all good. So today's topic is a kind of a, a follow-up from yesterday. Now, yesterday was Mother's Day. And, yes, when we talk about Mother's Day and Father's Day, well, why does Mother's Day, mothers get all of these things, fathers get basically nothing. But it's, it's interesting because when we talk about mothers and the importance of having a mother and how valuable a mother is to a child's life, many in times we often, including myself, I did too, I kind of took it for granted. And, you know, yesterday I had to make a trip out to Inglewood Park Cemetery, and that is not one of my fun adventures, but it's one that I have to do, and that's my way now of letting my mother and my grandmother know I have not forgotten about you. I still love you. I still miss you. And that's my way of doing so. And I'm telling you, I feel for you, but that place was packed yesterday. So in appreciation to motherhood, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because I got some information, and it was indicated, and it was talking about a mother's love and guidance is valuable, very valuable, as it shapes a child for their entire life. You know, even today, I still be talking about my mother said, my grandmother said, it doesn't even seem like they've been gone that long, but they have. And so we started talking about that. What better way than to dedicate a day or to give back or show that we care than to have a day dedicated specifically for mothers. Now, that's not to say, like I said earlier, that they should not be honored or acknowledged daily because every day we need to let our parents know we call, we love you. Give them a call. Send them a card. Send them a gift. You know, some of us are holding on to, to past pain, past hurts, and we know that nobody is perfect, but by that same token, being a mother, that's a full-time job. Now, again, it's a full-time job, it's hard work, but it can be a rewarding job. Like I said, there could be some mistakes made along the way, but however, how can one express gratitude to a mother? And it's important to show them that we care about them before it is too late for them to hear it. It kind of brings me back to, I remember being at a friendly church of God in Christ, and every first Sunday we did the song, Give Me My Flowers. And I'll never forget one day I kept complaining, and um, uh, the, the, the lady made me start singing that song. And many of you know I have not sung in a choir in years, but I had to get up there. The first time I did it, the pastor looked at me, the pastor was like, uh, what you about to do? <laughs> and I had to sing that song. But even with that song, and I remember trying to get Vicky to help me along the way with the words, it was like, give me my flowers while I yet live so that I can see the beauty that they're bringing. 
Give me my flowers while I let live so I can hear. So I can hear. I can see. I know. And a lot of times we fail to do that. We, we do. So today we're going to be talking about it because I want to know, how did you celebrate or acknowledge Mother's Day yesterday? What did you do? Did you do something special? Did you say something special? I had a great day. I, I really did. I, my son sent me a picture. <laughs> you heard me say a picture of what he bought. At least it was on my table, so I know that's my table. So unless he took it back to the store. But he did try to let me know he did buy me something. My daughter bought me some gifts, some house shoes, put a picture of, um, shall I say, me and I should grab it in my arm. I tried to kick it in my butt. Gave me a picture of me and Ryder. I'm like, oh, what a good memory of me and Ryder. And um, so she did what she could and did some things that was very special. And then, you know, someone cooked dinner for me, so that was great. And dinner for me and Tisha and Ryder. So we had a, a good meal yesterday. So and I, and I did go to the cemetery to put flowers on my grandmother and my mother's grave, and I didn't get a chance to make it to Ms. Betty's because Ms. Betty's plot sometimes is very hard to find considering her family still got her in an unmarked grave. But I did the best that I could. And for all of you, it's, it's interesting because I woke up that morning with so many text messages from clients and, and friends and people that I knew, and they were just sending me happy Mother's Day text messages. Happy, And it, it made me realize that I am loved. It made me realize that people do appreciate me. It made me see things from a different perspective. So whether you are a new mother a foster care mother, auntie playing a role as a mother, a grandmother, we are very important. We pour into people's lives on a daily basis, and sometimes we do not realize and acknowledge and even give ourselves credit for some of the things that we do. And like I said, it's not going to be easy, and everything is not going to be perfect. But at the end of the day, as long as you did the best that you can do, that's all you can do. You know, even being a therapist, I always say, when you know better, you do better. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. But parenting, Lord, we used to talk about Dr. Seuss and all these other individuals. Sometimes with some of these kids, they just don't have a clue as to what some people go through. So I'm waiting on Mama G to call in because she's supposed to be joining me here on the show because I thought, what better person than to join me than Mama G, who says she got her Ph.D. basically in parenting. So I'm waiting on her to call me. I hope I don't have to call her back, because once we get on the phone, we be going, 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 and um, <laughs> we got to lose topic, lose ourselves. And um, she also has her own podcast. So you know what? Let me call Mama G and ask her where is she at, because I know she just did not forget about me. Let me give her a call. Because you guys know I would do that in a heartbeat if you don't call in. I don't think I typed the wrong number. Hmm. Okay, Mama G, where you at? Okay, yeah, she's not even answering the phone. Really? (laughs) I just talked to you earlier. Okay, hopefully she didn't have no emergency or she will... She will call in. Let me send her a text and ask her, where are you? Where are you? Because she told me, and that's why sometimes when you're doing this line of work, you can't depend on some on other people. But that's why them songs, like, I'll always love my mama. Because sometimes your mama will show up when you least expect. 
Now, we start talking about motherhood. And what does motherhood mean to you? Because motherhood can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But when I'm looking up the definition, it talks about motherhood is a state of time of being a mother. And even though we say that motherhood is a choice, you know, sometimes we'll say, well, I didn't choose to get pregnant. It just happened. Or these things occurred. Or I adopted a child. Or, you know, I was married. And with me being married, you know, my my significant other had children. So that made me a step-parent. So there's a lot of ways that individuals can become a mother. And like I said, a person enters motherhood when they become the mother. It doesn't mean that you can go in and out. It doesn't mean you could be or you could choose to be a mother when you want to. I remember telling my son one time when he made bad grades in school, I said to him, if you go be an F student, I'm going to be an F parent. I didn't even know what the heck I was talking about. But I was just trying to let him know, if you don't do your job, I don't have to do mine either. Now, but being and becoming a mother is the most commonly happens when a child is born. But it can also happen through adoption or by marrying or becoming a partner to someone with children. And motherhood is gender-specific version of the term parenthood. Now, when we start talking about what do mothers do, Lord, mothers wear so many hats. They could be mothers. They could be grandmothers. They could be aunties. They could be cousins. They could be sisters. They could even be your neighbors. You know, they... We we do, and we have so many different roles when it comes to pouring into somebody's life. But the thing is, they we always say provide. We are providers. We are protectors. We're that cheer. We pray for our children. We do a lot of different things behind the scenes because we don't always have to be on the front row. But we also will be that disciplinarian person, too, to let you know you better get yourself right. Like they say, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. So we start talking about what they do, and we also not only provide, we provide food, we provide shelter, and we provide love. I see you, Janelle. You can either come on if you want to, or you can call in. So if you want to join in on the show as we talk about appreciating, because like I said, sometimes we don't know or we don't realize what we had until it's gone, you know, until our mother is no longer here or until, you know, we take an advantage of it. I was talking to my uh, one of my my um, grandkids' mothers, and she was like, well, I think you need to come take her for a minute because she out of control. And she said, I popped her in the mouth, and she hit me back. My eyes started twitching like, she did what? She, she, she hit you back. That just lets me know that that child has no respect for her mother. Now, bringing her to me, she don't respect me because she showed but not be putting her hands on me. But the thing is, this child has not realized you need to appreciate and respect your mama. Now, when we also talk about the things that they do, and a good example is they make time to have fun with their kids, but you also got to allow room for your children to make mistakes and learn from them. So, like I said, sometimes with parents, and, and I do the 52-week Batteries Intervention Program, and parenting classes, and sometimes it's like, how are you going to teach a person how to parent? And you would think that it would just something that would come natural. But I do want to say this. All mothers are not maternal. I had a person tell me the other day that i got to train a dog. I said, I ain't never trained no dog before. I don't know how to train no dog. He was like, well, it's like training a child. That's a little easier to me than to be trying to train a dog. So, Joanna, 
I see you on there, Joanna. Call in if you can. We're talking about appreciating motherhood. And I know you are a mother too. So, and I want to know in some ways, what do we want our children to do? Because parenting little kids, you know, when they at school and they bring you home the little things, with it used to be the process, not the process, they put the Fruit Loops on the little thing, and they make you little Mother's Day cards. And, and then you parenting adult kids, whole new ball game. You know, I was listening to and see, saw my Facebook feed that some of my adult, um, my friends, their adult children took them to go see the Gladys Knight Patty LaBelle concert. I was like, ooh, I started to go there, but I didn't feel like walking. Now, someone just called in. Let me log them on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Okay, number ending in one one. You're on the live show. We're talking about appreciating motherhood. And when we talk about our appreciation, I just wanted people to have a floor or a place to go to talk. You know, okay, some individuals maybe got a depression. Good morning. Good morning. It's Janelle. Hi, Janelle. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I'm here. Okay. How did you celebrate Mother's Day yesterday? Um, I went to church and um, I I gave another mother a, um, a day off, so I had her three of her four children with me, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I spent time with um, one of the mothers from the church and my sister, and we just, you know, just ate, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It was nice. And you know what? Um, you said that you said something that was really important. I gave a mother a break. Some people mm-hmm. don't realize times we need a break. You know, I mm-hmm. I was sitting here with Tisha, and she came back home. I'm like, what you doing here? My baby is woe out, and she's tired. Ryder's been giving her a run yes. of her money. She's exhausted. She is literally exhausted. And sometimes we don't give parents a break. We don't. We think mothers are supposed to be. You know, they be woe out. They 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 be the mm. first one up, the last one sleep. They trying to make sure everything is taken care of. They're the CEO, the CFO, mm-hmm. the cook, the maid, the butler, the gardener. The, it's like give me a break. So you did that. That you took the time to give a person a break. Now, let me see. I think Mama G is on. Let me log her on. <laughs> Hi, Jeanette. You know I called you, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm trying to do some paperwork for my foundation, and all of a sudden my printer did not want to print. And so uh-huh. I got caught up in the back. Then I had to find out how can I email FedEx this papers so they can print them for me. So, and then oh, I said, "Oh, Jesus, after twelve o'clock, I'm supposed to be on the air." I am so sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? I ain't never heard of emailing FedEx to print it unless you're there and you give it to them on the zip drive to print it. So, you, but you know what? We got so much stuff going on nowadays. Who knows how you can do it? You know, you talk about facts, and I'm still trying to figure out e-facts because. We don't have no landline over here, and I've been needing the fact stuff, and I'm like, how in the heck am I supposed to e-fact it? So it's, it's, it's com- I ain't going to say it's complicated. We just need younger people, Mama G, to help us with these things, like the social media stuff and all of that, because uh, we, we kind of, we, we, we behind the ball on that. We behind the ball, but I'm quite sure yes. you get it figured out. I know you get it figured out. So we're talking about yes. appreciating mother. And I have just, just oh. I would say her name wrong. 
Giselle on the phone, on the air with us right now, and she was talking about some of the things that she did to celebrate Mother's Day, too. And one of the things she said was she gave a mother a break. And I was sharing with her how sometimes we feel or we may feel <laughs> undervalued, unappreciated. We're running around with our head cut off. And you know, Mama G, you and I have been knowing each other for years, for years. Well, I even drove your son on my school bus, and he's a grown man now. You know, and you watch how I did things. I watch how you did things. When we start talking about appreciation and talking about just the role of a mother, and even parents that have lost their child, I had a, I, I want to read this to you, Mama G. I had got a text message from someone because on Mother's Day is when individuals normally, um, decide to, to send text messages, and I said, you know, it, 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 it kind of brought tears to my eyes because even as a female, as a woman, you never know how you empower individuals. And I get right. more feedback from people on the street or my clients than I do my own family. And I received a text message, and it said, Happy Mother's Day. You are still my hero. Check it out. Me, no probation, no parole, no tickets, no warrants. Woohoo! I shall try to stay that way until it is my turn to head home to see my little girl. She's waiting for me there. Thank you again. And she said, friends, until the end. And, you know, this woman lost her daughter when her daughter was murdered in a 99-cent store, and it was her only child. And on oh. Mother's Day, she just reach out to me because she, her daughter was murdered. And she went through so much. She went through so much. And just with her connecting with me and for her to send me this text telling me, Happy Mother's Day, you're still my hero, that's her acknowledging me as a mother, as a therapist, as me working with her to help her get off the of drugs and alcohol, and just the things that, and, and, you know, in my response to her, I said, you are so welcome, and happy Mother's Day to you, too. Just to let her know, you are still a mother. Still a mother. What's your thoughts on that, Mama G? Well, I can relate to the fact that um, I lost my son. So mm-hmm. on Mother's Day, my heart and my mind goes to our last Mother Day together. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to go into those, I don't like to open that door. Because then I really mm-hmm. the day I found out that he passed, I relieved, I, I relieved the anger I had towards the culture and everything. So mm-hmm. I can relate to going into that that dark area of losing your child. Even though I had other children, he it was I had nurtured that. I had mm-hmm. groomed. I, with God's help, I had groomed that to be the young man he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I can relate to missing him. Mm-hmm. To missing something that you nurtured, you gave birth to, and you wanted to, you want them to bury you. It's correct. It's such correct. A, a horrendous 
seen to bury your child. It's, it's, Correct. it's a walk that I I didn't want anybody to go through. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess mm-hmm. I put you in experiences so you can help other people. Mm-hmm. That's and you I know, it's that I had to remind her that you're still a mother. You're still a mother. Because she thought about me. She, of all people, she just, she thought about me. And I was like, Wow, you know, and um, I was, Miss Parks called me yesterday, too, and I was supposed to go and um, spend some time with her, so I'll probably get Kay down there this weekend, because she's another one that on Mother's Day, because I don't have a mother, my mother passed in 2008, I normally spend time with Mother Parks, Mother Estelle, you know, we had Mother Hammond, we had, you know, a, a whole Mother Buchanan. We had so many individuals that we tried to show that we appreciated them on a day-to-day basis and not just on Mother's Day. And, oh, um, yeah, right. you know, that was the thing that I wanted to, to share. Now, mothers are the ones, are one of the first indicators of teaching us about meeting us to Christ, too. Lord, they drag this, they drug you to church. <laughs> you know, and they drive oh, yeah. God into our lives. And God teaches us to have confidence and belief in ourselves. I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if it wasn't for my mother and my grandmother. And my friend be trying to tease me by talking about, um, well, I didn't know you were gangster. I didn't know you were psychotic. I was like, uh, uh, uh you know, it ain't all of that. It's just all that's from nobody. <laughs> I had a mom and a grandma that did not play. So you can call it what you want. You can call it gangster if you want. I'm not walking around here eating and biting nobody, but I ain't going to let nobody screw me. Because I learned that. I saw that. And, um, you know, <laughs> you say eating and biting nobody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> eat nobody, but you know what? Don't play with me. Do not play with me. So, but the thing is, because I come from a female predominant family. So, therefore, when you start talking about motherhood and you start talking about your big mamas and your mamas, and your, you don't play with nobody's child, you know. And it's crazy because even when we went to the cemetery and um, he walked up to my mother's grave, the first thing he remembered was my mother asking him when we were teenagers, what's your intentions with my daughter? And Pop, what's your intentions? <laughs> what are your intentions, you know? So sometimes that mothering spirit don't go away because mothers oh, no, knew never, from experience. Never. They, they knew from experience how important it was for people to believe in themselves in order for their children to be whole, strong, and grow with healthy uh, estimation of, of themselves. We learned who we were going to be from our mothers. Now, I'm not saying that everything my mama said was right because my mama said some, some crazy stuff sometimes. But by that same token, I still learned from it, and it taught me to be the woman that I am. And she would always say, keep living, just keep living. Or she would do things like she didn't like live flowers. Girl, I remember one time I was dating this guy. He bought my mother some live flowers. She threw them on the ground and stepped on them and said, I don't like these. I'm not dead. Why are you bring me some flowers? Lord. So we with her, girl, just, girl. You know what, Janelle? You're lucky because Reggie was a granny baby. Girl, my mama was nothing to play with, you know. But the thing is, she used to always say, y'all better appreciate me while I'm alive because there'd be a whole bunch of people at the cemetery, 
And I had a prime example of that yesterday. Inglewood Park Cemetery was packed. It was packed. Now, I don't go and I should go visit my father's mother at Forest Lawn because that's way out of a whole different area, but I do go to Inglewood Park Cemetery. That I do do. Now, when we start talking about the ideal mother, now, an ideal mother makes sure that her child has unconditional love and support. That doesn't mean that they're not going to redirect you. That don't mean that they're not going to guide you. That don't mean that they're going to let you walk around with your pants hanging down and, and all that other stuff. But a lot of times, Mama G, it seems like our children don't appreciate that because the ideal mother makes sacrifices and provisions for her child. And furthermore, an ideal mother encourages her child to succeed. She puts her child on top of all other priorities. We run around like chicken with our hands cut up. Keisha gets mad at me sometimes because you know, Mama G, I like sports. We're right at basketball games. We at 8 o'clock in the morning. Jeanette can't roll out that bed and get dressed and be in no gym at 8 o'clock in the morning. I just can't do that no more. So what I'll do is I'll FaceTime, or I want to think I'm laying in the bed watching the game. But these sacrifices, my baby burnt out from doing all of that. She getting up much, all these days, driving here, driving in. You get burnt out, these sacrifices. Mama G, let's talk about some of these sacrifices. Okay. Okay, well, I... As you know, my oldest one, I found out she was tested at two years old, and they said she was highly intelligent. So I, and I didn't, the doctors recommended that to me. So I had to put her in the Montessori technique. And mm-hmm. at that time, I was a single parent. Mm-hmm. And I wore, <laughs> I had three church dresses because I didn't have a lot of money. His, her father left us, and mm-hmm. I, I had, and then I found that I could get uh, aid because I was disabled. So I mm-hmm. used my social security, and for that I sacrificed. I, I had. And I had to go on Social Security because also my son was disabled. So I couldn't work anymore. And so I had to stay at home. And then I found out she was musically inclined, and I had to put her in piano. So I had no social Uh life. It was all about the kids, all about the kids. And then when she got older, she started doing television. And then I would have to travel. And then, you know, I started getting active in church. But now you know in the culture, start missing church. And they talking about, oh, you in the devil's den now. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to do that like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, well, guess what? You're not feeding me. And God is going to bless me because the word says if you have a family, God wants you to take care of that family because mm-hmm. that's, your, that, that, that's the future of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So you have to take care of the kingdom first. So, mm-hmm. you know, we couldn't go to church every Sunday. So I started going to the, the big white church on Saturdays. 
because Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, I, I was in L.A. And so mm-hmm. I I did what I had to do. And then Rory Jr. and Alfred, Alfred started playing Special Olympics on Sunday. You know, mm-hmm. uh, culture, they have a one-hour service. <laughs> we stay in church yeah. from 9 o'clock to 2 in the afternoon. Wait, wait, wait. Not to, well, not to cut you off, and I forget the times when I had to coach your son. One of your sons played on my basketball team, too. So we did the basketball, too, on Sundays. <laughs> That's it. I don't know if That's you ever played any of the games. So his daddy was there. So we did the NJB, too. So I remember them days, too, on Sundays. Okay, so um, you had to, so no social life for me. No, um, I couldn't join any organizations because you know I love like to do that. I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So your your priority, is, like my daddy would say, you spread, you laid on that bed, you spread eagle, you had to <laughs> take care of Mm-hmm. You know, because he said, he used to tell me all the time, it's your responsibility to nurture It's his yes. responsibility to pay for them and take care of them financially. But it's your mm-hmm. responsibility to nurture them. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart. Because mm-hmm. I remember one time I left Mr. Graham to watch Rory Jr., he was a baby. He was like two or three. Mm-hmm. I left him to watch the baby while I went to L.A. When I came home, there was, and, and the baby's room was closed. I walked in that mm-hmm. room, girl, there was feces everywhere. Okay. <laughs> I said, you'll never, my mama was right. You do not leave a child there that's not potty trained. With a man. Oh my gosh! Wow, wow! My thing so, would be who go clean it? Who had to clean it up? That's the And I went out. I said I can understand if you were tight. Uh huh. And he said, "Well, you know, I I'm a nurse, and I have my nurses aide do this." I said, "But this is your child." He was young, too. He was like 29, 30, and he was like, so mm-hmm. he, he said, I wasn't changing the last boo-boo diaper. And I said, you never, mm-hmm. and my mother said, I told you. My mother said, didn't I tell you they don't do that? I said, mm-hmm. yes, ma'am. They don't. And you know what, not to cut you off, Mama G, I want to take you taking me somewhere. That kind of goes into the roles and the expectations sometimes when we look at motherhood, fatherhood. And I'm not saying that all fathers would do that because there are some good fathers out there that had to learn. But when we start talking about motherhood even scripturally, and it talks about motherhood is what they call it um, sanctifying, but it's also sweet meaning that scripture teaches mothers to point children towards Christ by praying for them, modeling faith and character, and training them in wisdom. Now, you, yes, you was married, and you wanted your husband to pick up where you left off, and apparently he kind of failed at that in regards to what he was supposed to do, but probably didn't appreciate either. 
some of the things that you was responsible for doing. He probably didn't what? know. He probably didn't know. Well, see, now, see, this is up. Now, see, this is, see, so that's why I tried to tell my daughter who didn't listen that you really have to find out their background. Now, mm-hmm. see, um, my 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 husband did, and it's you know that old saying you have to watch how they treat their mother. Uh huh. But some people don't have mothers, and some individuals have been traumatized by their mothers, and some individuals may have had bad mothers, and that's true. And see, there's a difference between baggage and trauma. A big, right, big, right, big. right. Well, now so see, his mother had nine kids. See, mm-hmm. his mother had nine kids. So the first three, mm-hmm. which Roy Finn was a part of, they had mm-hmm. to really raise themselves. Mm. See, so that that's and and the dynamic to that has a lot of part has a lot to do with uh, your relationship with women. True. You're right. So, you you know what? You right. You know what? You touching on something for a whole nother show that people don't realize because if the mother is her love and her guidance, and if you fail to get that nurturing, a lot of men wind up in bad, unhealthy relationships because they lack that from their mother. And it doesn't mean that their mother did it on purpose, but something could have happened to their mother. And now this goes on from generation and generation and generation. And one of the things that I said was very important earlier is even though I fixate on my mother and my grandmother, I had other women that poured into my life in regards to motherhood. I had Miss Emanuel around the corner. I had Miss Capers around the corner. I had Miss Williams on the other side of Wilmington. I had Miss Zeddy May Harvest on the other side of over there by Centennial. I had so many other women that nurtured me. So I was able to take that and order even Miss Pat that was working at Bill's Market. Girl, I would love to go in there and talk to her with her long fingernails, her long pretty hair, you know. So I learned from a lot of other people that poured into my life because if it was just my mother, girl, I probably would have been a hot mess. So, oh, so, huh, and huh, so huh. you think anger, and you know, you know, you met my mother. You know, you knew who my mother yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we we talk about, and I want to say some things, and I want Giselle to speak on some things, I want to talk about some of the characteristics, because like I said, some people just don't know no better. And even if your mother did make some mistakes, even if your mother wasn't there, even if your mother was struggling with drugs or alcohol or men or whatever the case may be, sometimes you got to get to the point to where you just don't want to repeat the behavior. You don't want to do what she did. Now, we talk about what is a good mother, and many of us wonder, what is a good mother and what qualities does she have? You know, because sometimes we, my mother used to say this. Um, when the kids would be outside acting up, she will be like, see, they mother this, they mother that, but they love their mother. I go to work, I do this, you guys don't take up for me, you guys don't. We took up for her more than she realized. <laughs> me and my huh. sisters, well, we were catching. But now, the thing is, we start talking about that, but this is what my mother was saying my mother was saying to us that kids that had mothers that were struggling in a lot of areas, they had more compassion for their mothers than what my mother felt we had for her. And I can say that sometimes about my my daughter. I've been here ooking and ooking and howling and in so much pain. 
my daughter ain't sitting there one time, Mom, you okay? But I know she is in there hurting too, but I know she's tired. So sometimes our expectations, you know, one, one time I'll never forget my cousin had made a comment about some woman had climbed, my, my older woman climbed Mount Everest, and my cousin would go to my grandmother and say, Mom, I bet you you can't do that. Mama was looking at him like, have you lost your mind? So first of all, we talk about what is a good mother. We need to realize that this does not mean perfection. No mom is okay. perfect, nor do we seem to be perfect. A good mother strives to be the best she can be, just to be the best that she can be. She gonna make now, I, I hope I don't I cry think. when I say this. I hope I don't cry when I say this. But before my son, Rory Jr., passed away, he came to me and said, the most important thing that you did for us, Mom, that was an excellent thing was you taught us about God because you there made you sure that we knew God so we won't go to hell. And, you mm. know, and every time I think about that, I get chilled up because he said that's the most important thing. Because he was a youth minister, so, you know, because he had money. He had an outstanding education. He had, I mean, he had offers to make six figures. He traveled mm-hmm. the country and Europe preaching. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know how Paul in the Bible said he had everything, but he was content to what he had? Mm-hmm. See, so and my know- son, he, I think he was like 22 the year before he passed away. He came to me mm-hmm. and told me the most important thing, the best thing you told us was about God. So that means you were an mm-hmm. excellent mother. Mm-hmm. But then what you-, you have to do, you have to make, uh, being a good mother, you have to be a listener. I agree. You have to be, and each child, and you have to know how to discipline your child. Yes, true. And each child is different. Each child is different. Each Me child is different. Are all different ways. Mm-hmm. They're different. They're different. And, you know, and it goes back to what I was saying in regards to admitting the mistakes and then dust, dust them off and keep it pushing. That's the beauty right. of how to be a good mom is just to try to be the best you can. You know, I say that with my son sometimes because my son be trying to throw stuff up in my face and we go back and forth and back and forth. He be like, Mom, I love you. I be like, show it. You know, because my son yes, is going to just what? want to appreciate nothing. What? You know, I, my, my son, at, uh, my, I used to tell him, my son would say, Mom, I do love you. I said, no, you love what I do for you. Because if you, you really love me, you would do the things I ask you to do and think about the things I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Because they're being in their best interest and they don't even realize it. They think you're getting over it right. all the time. You're trying to get them and guide them. I'll never forget. Giselle is on the line. And Giselle told my son to pay $150 a week for rent. That sucker did not want to do it, don't want to do it. So now I told him, I gave him a 30-day notice. You got to go. Because if I allow you to live here for free, if I allow you to think you could just stay here and do nothing, I'm doing you a disservice. Because then if you try to go lay up on another woman and she allows you to do that, she's doing you a disservice too. Well, so my rule here is there's three things. There's three things you have to do in my house. Mm-hmm. Go to school, 
go to church. Now, you know, yeah. Eddie, the one that, my nephew that I adopted, right? Mm-hmm. He does, he said, our 11 o'clock service, he doesn't like it anymore. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, but you're going to Sunday school. Mm-hmm. You know, because he, he went to a white church and they got out in an hour. He goes, why do we have to stay in there from 9 o'clock to 2? <laughs> so he, I said, okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. But you know there's three things in my house. You go to church, you go to work, or you go to school. Mm-hmm. Because the word here is progressive. I said, all three mm-hmm. of my children, my bi- biological children, are progressive. Laura, mm-hmm. Alfred, and Rory. Even Alfred is progressive. Mm-hmm. Alfred went through all of his special training. He worked until COVID came. He still works on Sunday. He plays for the gospel singers, and he plays mm-hmm. for a church. So he mm-hmm. still is progressive. But you will mm-hmm. not lay in my house. And this is a 350-pound man. You will not lay mm-hmm. in this house and lay on this bed. The only person that can do that is Mr. Graham because he's about to be 65, and I can get his retirement. But anybody mm-hmm. else, they got to do something. Is that complete? You got to do something. And see, and that's the thing with a mother. See, some people think the unconditional love. The unconditional love means I'm not going to just let you just do nothing. That ain't no. That's not going to happen. Now, also, mom teaches that, that a good mother is selfless, but yet recognizes that she needs time, her me time, and time to take care of the family. And also, mom, good mom teaches their children right from wrong. And even what? when it's hard, even when it's hard, I'm not trying to make my son homeless. He's going to say what he want to say. But at this point, I don't even care anymore because he'll mess around to make me homeless. Because if I don't pay the mortgage, where the hell am I supposed to live? So what makes you think you can just sit around and just do what you want to do? Oh, mom got it. Oh, she going to take care of it. Oh, she, oh no, no, no. Giselle, what you got to say about it? Girl, that boy, 37 years old. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know that? Oh, what? Well, you know, little think, hobo, think, the little hobo thing? You think about the little hobo thing? No. And now, then, now. You look sick and cold. To the curb. Then, now. You out. Then, Every day now, you go in the you go in the living room and get that book out before you know that 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 book we we have to know before we leave us mm-hmm. uh, basic instructions before we leave Earth we call the Bible and you sit down with him and show him proverbs because mm-hmm. he's well, this is the like thing. a fool. This is the thing, Mama G. I'm not there. What? I'm in L.A. I've been in L.A. for a month. I'm not there. So, therefore, i got to go down there and change my locks, set my cameras on. I'm not there. I already picked the dogs up, so he can't even use the dogs. Oh. Use no more. The dogs are gone. Oh, no. Okay. So, well, thank you. 37. Can I share something oh. tonight? Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, 
you know, my mother, my, you guys hit it on a lot of, a lot of points and, and I, I want to remember them, but my, um, the sacrifice, you know, um, I didn't realize the sacrifices and my mother, Hispanic mother always in Spanish, you know, cuando me muere, like she was always telling me about, you know, that she's not always going to be here. Um, mm-hmm. My mom had me older. Um, um, her tooth were tied 18 years. The difference between me and my older siblings is 18 years and her tooth were tied and she became pregnant with twins later, later in the year. She had me at 40, 41. Um, so by the time I became uh, 18 years old, an adult, my mother was, it, well, you know, well into her 50s. She was a hospice nurse. She worked very, very hard um, to provide. Did I realize the sacrifices made then as a child? No. Um, and I was one of those children that wanted everything, I guess. Like, you know, I wanted to have the nicest clothes or well, I didn't even care about mm-hmm. the nicest clothes, but I just wanted to have a different outfit every day. I wanted my hair done, all these things. My mother was a single mother and a hospice nurse, and she paid the rent. And had, we, um, our home was very nice, and I did have everything that I need. But I, a child, needed way I don't know, I needed more. Um, we did not have a father in the home ever. So that uh, that alone changes the 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 the, 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 the um, about you guys saying like what the the mother role is supposed to be uh, the nurturing the the teacher um, she did manage to yes get me to church she did always have that faith very uh, faith woman that's why I have no issues with her passing my mom passed when she was when I was 23 and she passed at 61. Um, she gave me to the Lord, and when I was 18, she said, my job is done. She mm-hmm. kissed me to the sky and said, God is your father. He will take care of you. And so, Jeanette, what you're speaking on right now, too, with um, your son, you know, my mom had to do that for me way early. Um, my sisters oh, do help that? me now, but um, when I say that was the harshest thing, for me to like um, accept, like at 18, I'm like, your job's not done. What do you thought? You know, um, but she had to prepare me to she, that she wasn't going to be here. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's the difference between me and your son is that I have that knowing that um, I have to get out here and do for myself because mom isn't always going to be here. Um, so the sacrifices she's made that she made, I now know them. I'm 30. I'm turning 36 on the 21st. I am now having a lot of awareness. So what I do now is I try to make that amends. Um, there's a lot that my mom did for me and a lot, um, you know, that I, that I owe to her sacrifice. Um, she died with nothing because she gave it all to me. So I then now make amends to her, and I try to do that with um, the children that are in my life, like my nieces and nephews' kids and any kid really that comes into my I try to give them what I didn't get because mothers, mm-hmm. single mothers, can't do it all. They can't do it right. all. Right. You know what? You know? you know what? And see, there's a difference between what you need and what you want. My grandmother used to say, you ain't too old for your wants to hurt. Now, my mother growing up, it seemed like, well, I thought we was rich. I guess we was what you call ghetto rich. She was, she mm-hmm. was one that had a back, had a dad. 
we had, we grew up in, our, I'm still sitting in our own childhood home, you know, so she never really, she would say things, throw stuff up in our face, and I think that was the problem with my sisters, is they didn't realize that time was coming, and see, my mother died at 59, and she was sick for six years before she passed away, so... They, we kind of didn't pay it any attention, but I watched her up, her down, going, you know, and I was always there with her highs, her lows. So I appreciate the things that she instilled in me because she didn't have to do that, but she was trying to prepare me. She was even trying to prepare us with me. And girl, I was, girl, um, Mama Jean, do you know my mama had some nerves? Well, let me say this. Before she died, she had the nerves. To have me call Mr. Legree, and I had Mr. Legree on the phone, and she go ask Mr. Legree, "Will you marry my daughter?" Because no. I don't want her by her. I looked at my mother and said, "Uh-uh, no, you ain't with me with him." Uh-uh. <laughs> you can marry me yes. off right about I, now. Yeah. I did things about Mr. Legree that my mama didn't know, but. My mother always thought that Mr. Legree was a good man for him, for me. Now, yeah, we can be friends for the day we die, but he wasn't going to be my husband. That wasn't going to work. And <laughs> well, you've been now, with Mr. Legree for a long time because you knew the other kid's mama. So, <laughs> nobody, nobody. Now, I, now what, what I told my daughter's husband, um, he... He wanted my approval. And I said, honey, you're not my choice. You're Laura's choice. So as long as you make Laura happy, we'll get along. And I left it like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And you know what? That's all you can do. That's all you can do. But my grandmother had the nerve because, see, my mother knew she was dying. She knew she was dying. And she mm-hmm. said, Jeanette's going to be financially that she just wanted to make sure that I had somebody in my corner that would have my back because she didn't want me out there oh. by myself. That was her thing. Yeah. And she trusted him. She trusted him. Now, I want to share some information. We talk about how to be a good mom, and they talk about 10 tips, and I'm getting this from an article. That's where article from. And basically some of the things that they talk about with how to be a good mom and a tip, we've got to release the inner critic. A lot of times individuals are holding on to things with their parents because they feel that their parents are being a hypocrite, their parent is being a, hypocrite, a, a, a critic. No mother should ever compare herself to any, of, any other parents, just like children. No mothers are alike. And each parenting style has its own place. So sometimes we don't realize that until we become a parent. Also, they talk about be the best. I mean, your best is good enough. We have so many parents that deal with parental guilt. I'm not a guilty parent. And like I was saying, Giselle, Reggie did not always live with me. Reggie came back to me for undue circumstances. I'm not living like that. And I told you that I'm not living like that. And now that you have a job and now that you can pay your way and you refuse to, you ain't going to pimp me. So you will appreciate me one day. And now the time has come because you've been given too many opportunities. I know you don't appreciate me. So you've got to go kick rocks wherever that's going to be because my best is good enough for me 
But if other people don't like it, mm-mm, I can't do nothing about that. Another thing is take better care of yourself so that your best is possible. Too often, right. mothers ran themselves into the ground, Mama G. And you, I know you've seen that. They so busy were like the devil <laughs> talking about her mama turned to her. Oh, I turned him over to God a long time ago, and I'm not taking him back. And that's what prayer comes in. But I take care of myself. I tell people all the time, you, I'm just glad I don't look like what I've been through. People look at me on Facebook like, girl, they don't know, honey, girl, my body killing me. This arthritis and lupus ain't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> but my mother used to say, keep living. You know, I don't have all these wrinkles in my face. I'm not all beat up, broke down. But, girl, when I get the lip, girl, teacher, I read something, but I'm looking like the person from Thriller, you know. But God has been opening up so many doors for me. She's sounding like the woman on the field thriller. Go out, walk around. My freaky said, pick up your feet. Stop sliding your feet. Hell, that's the best I can do. <laughs> I said, But you got to take better care of yourself so that you can be the best possible, that you possibly can. And self-care is important. We got so many people mad at our parents. Well, my mama wasn't there for me. My mama took vacation. Your mama needed a vacation to get away from them doggone kids. Another thing okay. is um, yeah. sometimes less is more. When we start talking about appreciating motherhood, sometimes people are so busy appreciating what your mama can do for you. Appreciate what, like I said, if I dropped in today, Richie can't take care of all these bills. Richie, if you don't want to pay $150 a week rent, how you going to be paying leases on four, five buildings, two mortgages, a Cadillac note, a da da then you only want to pay $150. So, no. But less is more. Because when they get left, it teaches them to appreciate things when they're yes. younger. My granddaughter yes. sent me a beautiful Mother's Day text about how she appreciates me being there, supporting her. And my grandbaby, no. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, baby, I got you. If my grandbaby That's calls right. me, Granny, exactly. I Granny, this is for my college degree. Good, I'm gonna make it happen. Her parents are probably doing exactly. the best they can, but my grandbaby, no. And she sent Tisha a text too. It was kind of similar, but it wasn't the same text. So it was like a hallmark, a hallmark thing. But Tisha poured into that baby's life too to help her become the woman that she is today. And she just let us know, I appreciate you. And those are some of the things that people need to hear because people are always watching you. And communication is the key to being a good mom. We've got to learn how to communicate with our kids, whether they're young kids, teenagers, adult kids. You know, um, Mama G, I've been working on some things and doing this coin academy to do public speaking. And then, you know, because I'm knowledgeable in so many different areas, and they're trying to give me the focus on brand. And my brand is going to be more parent-child relationship, parenting adult children. Because sometimes parenting adult children is so complicated to where individuals struggle mm-hmm. in that area. So I'm going to yeah. be working more and doing things. I just signed up with Clubhouse. I don't know if you heard about Clubhouse. I know nothing about that till the other day. But I heard, I heard about it, but I didn't sign up. I didn't know how to do it. So there's a lot of different areas and ways of getting your point across and your platform and your brand. But we've got to start communicating, communicating, and not making people feel bad. You know, if you're not appreciative of your mother, don't be putting them down, making them feel bad or any of that. And there's another one. Date your kids individually. My mother and I did a lot. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of dating. We did a lot of talking. 
We went a lot of places. We shared a lot of things. And I that's that. one of the things I miss because that's when we start grieving and mourning because I miss doing those things with her. Even when my mother, before she died, girl, took me to Eaglewood Park Cemetery to, to go see her grave before she went in there. I was there. Girl, I'm buying a double plot over here, a niche over there. And she's happy. She's going shopping at a cemetery. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. But my appreciation for my mother. Bought my grave right across my earth. You know, but my only thing is Reggie better not go in it. Reggie, if I die first, but nobody better not put Reggie in my grave. <laughs> Move her over there with him. Don't put me in there with him. He's going to be right there with you. Girl, please. Girl, please. Okay, another thing is appreciate being a good mom, set reasonable expectations. we got to set reasonable expectations. Expectations for our mother as well as expectations for our kids. Um, Mama G, what else do you want the listeners to know when we start talking about appreciating our motherhood? Because I, I want to say this, and this is huge. Don't take Motherhood for granted. No, never. Grateful for never. the mama you never. Because mm. when you go, never. When you go. Don't take it for granted. Just don't take it for granted. And if you fail, if your mother is alive, and you and you fail to tell her I love you, I appreciate you, you still got today. I advise you to call mm. her and do it too. If there's an auntie or somebody that's pointing to your life. Let them know you appreciate them. What you about to say, Mama G? Well, like I did yesterday. Now, my mother has been ill, right? And my husband, and I, and you know, at the beginning of this year, I was very ill myself. And so my husband said, no, let's go tomorrow. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, the traffic is Mother's Day. I was like, and that's the day you're supposed to go. So, he, and I know he wanted to stay at home and look at the playoffs. So I said, he, she's my mother. So me and Alfred, we got in my little G5 Forte and hit the road. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes you don't, sometimes you, you don't, you don't even battle. You say, okay, you stay at home. Mm-hmm. Mhm. That's true. And That's I have true. my own car, my own keys, and I got my road buddy, my hip, my twin, because, you know, me and Alfred have the same birthday. <laughs> and we know. got in the car. Huh? Y'all can join at the hip. <laughs> That's right. I get it. I mean, he came on my 25th birthday at 721. I turned 25, and he turned the day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that he is my hip. So I said, I said, yeah. get your coat. Let's go see Grandma. And she was so happy to see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, we because, got like home. I said, they still appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You know, we went, and we came straight home. We just had to okay. each other on Mother's Day. Got you. Like I said, yeah. be grateful, show gratitude, acknowledge them, appreciate them. Because, like I said, I appreciate all the women that have poured into my life. 
I appreciate those that are there, those that are no longer here. I keep their memories alive the best as I can, that I can, because I appreciate them. I truly, truly do. Now, I know we've come to the end of the show, and i got to go through my grandbaby duties, my grandma, grandmama duties. I go ahead and pick this child up from school. Lord knows I'm hurt and don't feel like driving, but i got to go do what i got to do. But, um, um, Giselle, anything you want the listeners to know before we end the show about appreciating motherhood? Uh, yeah, no, just continue to seek wisdom from that good book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I want to say this. Sometimes we think motherhood is so There are some people that would love to be mothers that may not be able to be a mother, but you could be a mother in a whole lot of ways, a whole lot of ways. Thank as you. As long as you are born and choose another child, you're still a mother. You're still a mother. Thank you. You know, some caught up on that. We get so fixated on that or, you know, I'm barren, I'm whatever the case may be. But no, mm-hmm. don't don't that mothers out there Thank don't you. do that to yourself. I've missed women that have had miscarriages, that have had stillborn children, that struggle with that. They were hurting on Mother's Day. Mother's Day was mm-hmm. not a day for them. And I understand. I definitely that. shed my tears for that. I got I've myself gotten better with coping. Um I kinda feel like it's my thorn at the moment that the Lord is continually keeping me humble through where I have to be, when I have to push myself in the name um, to be happy for other women, uh, genuinely mm-hmm. be happy for other women um, that are mothers. Um, I mean, this is just right at home with me. My niece that I grew, that is like more like my sister, you know, we have a baby. She had a baby. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. It's a very hard subject, but, but, but only through the strengthening, through the word, through through knowing who, more and more who God is and, and, and me. Um, you know, for now, it's keeping me in a humble place. Um, I've, I, I've always what? not gotten always what I wanted, but I still have to find joy in life and in being happy, happy genuinely happy for other women, and then finding where I do fit in. Like you, like you told me, I, I am able to help other women, give them the day off, or I still can just pour in to, to children, period. So because I'm not having naturally pushed out a child does not mean I'm not a mother. Um, it has been thrown in my face in a negative way, but... If I continue to strengthen myself in the Lord. Don't let nobody beat you down with that. And I know women that thought they were buried and couldn't have no children. Girl, why not have kids in their 40s? And they, you know, girl, Mm -hmm. and somebody that beat you down, girl, their mama probably wanted to squeeze their legs on them. So (laughs) don't don't let nobody do that to you. Do not let nobody do that to you. You know, because there's a thing that hurt people, hurt other people, and some individuals do mm-hmm. not know how to show gratitude. And, um, you know, like I was yesterday, we were just, I was talking about Grayson. But the thing is, we've got a record of appreciation all things, and one of them yeah. is mother. That's appreciated. So let me go and mm-hmm. pick this baby up from school before he be giving me the side eye once I get there late. So <laughs> he's too cool me? to be picked up Thank late now, okay? <laughs> Girl, girl. Mm, no <laughs> yes, way. 
I can do a whole other show about grandkids and all that other stuff. That girl, they just start appreciating He's like, he's like, where's my Mercedes at? My Mercedes hasn't pulled Girl, up yet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you got a new no, one now. My grandkids is so bougie. The thing is, Granny, uh, it's back up right now. Granny, you don't have no gas. Granny, we need some gas. Like, I feel like you ever had to push a car before. If you don't get the little bougie butt up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> going to be at Juneteenth, the Saturday before Father's Day in Oceanside, celebrating Juneteenth. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, we still do that thing do. down at the I'll beach. Put it out there, and you can send me the information, because like I said, I've been up in L.A., so I haven't even been in Oceanside, but I will, if you're doing something in the Juneteenth, I can come down there. That's not a problem. So, again, thank you oh. for joining me here at Pressure Predictions Blog Talk Radio. If you have any topics that you want me to discuss, you can call my office number, 714-992-1677, or you can tag me or contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or Messenger. I want to talk about things that you guys want to hear, things that are important to you. I'm giving you this platform so that you can hear it and that you know that you are important to your voice matter. So, again, thank you for joining me here at Prince And until the next time, be safe. Bye. Bye-bye.